0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future.
2: This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can always get us from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us, too, in various ways on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And today we're going to imagine taking some time to pause in your busy day and maybe sit in the quiet and talk to those no longer with you this is a sweet story joining us from Hattiesburg is Rick Taylor he's the executive director of the Hattiesburg Convention Commission where they've got something unique there at the Lake Terrace Convention Center welcome Rick
3: Nice to have you. Nice to be with you, Rebecca.
2: Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I found this story a while back, so I know you guys have kind of had this set up for a little while now. And I thought, how unique and intentional and special this vintage repurposed phone is. So it's kind of something for people to wrap their minds around. So how do you sort of share with people what's there in y'all's Lake Terrence Convention Center?
3: Well, outside the convention center, we have a couple of lakes, and and it's a popular place for people to come walk, feed the ducks, um, and as you mentioned, it's very peaceful, it's very serene, and uh, some dear friends of of the commission and and uh, some folks here in Hattiesburg. Um, lost uh, a son, a 20-year-old son, uh, at the very start of uh, 2021, and it's been uh, very challenging for them. And this is something that um, uh, Hiram and Melissa Hill of of Petal, a suburb of Hattiesburg, um, came to us and and wanted to do. Uh, it's something they came across that originally was done in Japan by a, um, a Mr. Sasaki when he lost his his spouse. And um, it just gives people a a quiet place to kind of share their thoughts, um, you know, with with loved ones who have passed and maybe say some of the things that they wish they had had, you know, more opportunity to say.
2: So tell me about the phone, because it is vintage. I know it's repurposed, but does it have a story, or did you all find the phone? Did they bring you the phone, sort of? You know, how did you
3: choose the phone? um, the the hills did it all for us. They asked us for a spot, and then they prepared uh, a cabinet which has a beautiful inscription in it, and uh, found a uh, an old rotary dial phone, uh, and uh, put the whole thing together. And then just asked us, "Could was there a good spot for it?" And um, and we knew it would be good around the leg, but we put a little pathway to it and a bench to sit there. And uh, put it in a spot where um, all the folks who come to the, the lakes to, to walk or exercise, um, it won't intrude on anybody. So there's plenty of room for, for everybody to, um, you know, utilize this area in a way that they like, but also to let uh, folks, um, you know, have a, a moment of reflection.
2: What has been... I guess, uh, what, have people come and used it? Have you seen people out there enjoying the space? I know it's kind of a very personal thing for those that may be taking a heat of the phone, but is it being utilized?
3: It, it is, and, and what's interesting about that is, you know, it, it's it's wintertime here in Mississippi, and that means it's uh, hot or cold, depending on what the day is. Uh, so uh, with the cold weather, you know, we've seen uh, not as many people out there, but we have some people um, who've come out when it warmed up, and we really anticipate as we head into the spring um, that and as the word gets out, and thank you for helping us with that, that this will be a, a wonderful spot for folks to come and join those who've already found it uh, and, and, and have a moment just to, you know, be with their thoughts and, and be with their loved ones.
2: Well, I think in this digital age where we're always preoccupied occupied or distracted or our mind's going 90 miles an hour just this idea that you could have a spot to go and maybe just sit and reflect and you know you have to sort of be intentional with uh, you know your your own thoughts in sort of a way or thinking of those that you wish were could sit on a bench with you and have that conversation. And, two, I think it brings up, Rick, the idea that, you know, not everybody's going to be around forever, and you may still take the time to sit and have those conversations with those that you love. It should be also a reminder that time is short and you're going to want to have conversations at some point with people who maybe you take for granted now.
3: Uh, absolutely. You know, one of the things that we have seen over the years, um here at the Convention Center and, uh, around the lakes are very special family moments out there. Uh, obviously, as I mentioned, we've got some, some wild ducks and geese that have decided, um that the friendly people of Hattiesburg, uh, have decided, uh, that they don't want to migrate anymore. So we've got lots of those and people bring their kids out to, as a family to feed the ducks. But we also get a lot of, um High school graduation photos and baby photos and that sort of thing shot around here. So it, it's sort of a space where people are with their loved ones and, and this is just another opportunity to build on that and, uh, and, and to let people have that moment. As, as you pointed out, we live such hectic lives and everything's so busy and, uh, you know, electronics have added to that, that we think this fits very well with the uh, the concept that we have out there of just a moment of peace and quiet, reflection, introspection, and, and really a chance to kind of think about the things that are great or have been great in your life.
2: For those that may be traveling through, maybe they're not from the Pine Belt area, where is the convention um, commission, Rick, or where could we come if we're traveling through and maybe pull off and stretch our legs and see the beautiful
3: scenery? Sure. Well, it, it, the convention commission is, is housed at the Lake Terrace Convention Center, and we are at the junction of Interstate uh, 59 and Highway 49, just right as you If you're coming from Jackson, you know, where the, the, the road that heads to New Orleans crosses, we are right at that intersection, and uh, the big sign, you can't miss it. You just pull in, and you can't miss the lakes; They're very obvious, uh, and you just park, and uh there's sidewalks that lead you all the way around it uh whether we have events or not at the convention center, this area is always available to the public and uh just it's a, there's a visitor center here as well so it's just a great place for people passing through uh to stop stretch their legs and and, and have a moment you
2: men- you mentioned the walking trails how long is the walking trails it like quarter mile half a mile there's my mind I'm well, thinking can I get in my steps uh, wow
3: while- When we built it, we didn't do it on purpose, but it turns out it's exactly one quarter of a mile around the lake. So, some of our folks who come out and exercise have found that to be uh, a a very good uh, length. But, um, but it's an easy walk. There's some bridges, uh, but it's all on one level. And like I mentioned, uh, you know, we've got these beautiful ducks and geese out there who, who love the people that come. In fact, they they recognize cars now. I guess there's some people that come and feed them pretty regularly. They know their cars. So, uh, you know, if you've got love kids, that. it's a great thing for them to do. Uh but but it's a peaceful, serene area.
2: Dan in Hattiesburg, Rick on our text line or ceasefire text line said that he passes by Lake Terrace every day and he had no idea about this particular feature talking about the phone where you can sort of sit and reflect and, and pick it up and dial it if you want to, a dial a old number and he's looking forward to actually seeing it. So i I love that I love the thought behind it with the family. I hope that the community takes advantage of it. And again, just the whole idea that, you know, we should pause and connect and get some things off our chest or just sometimes you just want to reach out and have a physical way to talk to those that you know are no longer with us
3: that's right well we're we're pleased to hear I'm pleased to hear that and I know that as time goes on, more and more people will find this just to be a wonderful little respite from the the hectic pace of life.
2: And I mean, you could teach your kids a rotary phone too, right? It's the old school. Yeah, or... <laughs>
3: that's right. Uh, yeah, you can show them what what we used to have to dial with. Most folks don't remember that. Uh, so, so yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, they can go and feed the ducks, and then also get a little history lesson. You put your finger in, that's and you let it you let it go. You put your finger in, and then right. you let it go. But no, but in a serious note, I. I think it's a, a beautiful tribute, and it's a wonderful addition to, to the area. And I appreciate your time.
3: Well, thank you very much. And we really, you know, we just can't say enough about the thought and the contribution by the Hills to make this happen. It's it's a great addition, and, and we really appreciate it.
2: I would love to their see their it pop up it. all over Mississippi in our sort of serene spots. I think, you know, I think it would be cool to see, or at least um, I guess areas designated as to this kind of pause and reflecting. I think it would be really cool. So maybe you all start something there in Hattiesburg. I hope so. All righty. Happy New Year.
3: Thank you. Same to you.
2: How cool is that? I mean, I know it's kind of a somber way to start our day here on good things, but at the same time, I think it's a wonderful thing to think about those that are no longer with us, and those wonderful moments that you had with them, but also don't overlook the fact that not every, not every day is guaranteed for anyone. It doesn't necessarily have to be those that are mature in years that pass on from us. Life is short and can be taken, and you should sit on park benches and have conversations and go take walks and feed the ducks and teach your kids about rotary phones. <laughs> I'm just thinking about my 10-year-old looking at it, trying to figure out how to actually dial a number on it. It would it would lighten the load for sure, no matter who you gave uh, a phone call to on that. So I think that's pretty cool. All right, you guys stick with this. We've got some more good talk for you coming up next.
1: Oh we are is-
0: Just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: watch Good Things. We are on your computer, your mobile devices. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, and YouTube. You can now watch Good Things live on Ceasefire TV. If you've got that, you can find us on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. You can also go to supertalk.fm slash connect to find out all the ways you can get your favorite Super Talk shows, including Good Things. And you have to be living under a rock if you haven't heard that tonight's the big drawing for a billion dollars. And I'm, You know, it's, I know it's the fourth i think it is the fourth time in over four years the mega millions jackpot has risen to this one billion um i guess level but it feels like it now it's kind of lost its i don't because it happens more often and i feel like we just wait for it to get back up there now versus it's you know this, the first
1: i remember well, some of us are waiting some people are actually playing every single week well i think there and that's was, why it goes up
2: that is why it goes up I think there were over 4,411,000 total winning tickets during Friday's drawing. So people are still winning money. Oh, yeah. You're not just necessary, you just may not win. All the the planets have to align to get the big prize. I do remember, though, four years ago when the first, it was the first ever billion that it got to, and the world kind of went insane. And it feels like each time it gets there, it still gets a lot of hype because. It's still a lot of money four years later, but it feels like maybe it doesn't get generation as much.
1: generation-changing money.
2: Oh, it's more than that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's one that would actually put a dent in your future or other people's future, you could really leave an impact behind if you chose to be generous with it. So today, though, I chose on the Good Things Facebook group, every time something like this comes up, or even like a significant lottery, your mind goes straight to, what are you going to do with it? Even on our long road trip over the last uh, holiday, we stopped and picked up lottery tickets as it was growing to this billion dollars, just for fun, right, to have something to talk about. And within the van, we were all chatting about We all talked about what we would do, right? And so I thought, you know what? Nobody talks about what they wouldn't want to do with their money, right? So if you win the billion dollars or you win the mega millions or whatever it may be, Depending on your personality, and if you get to a certain stage of life, you've kind of figured out, particularly if you're in like your 30s, your 40s, or even older, the things you don't necessarily aren't into or the things you don't really add value would add value to your life. There's definitely things you're going to go in all in and buy or services you're going to hire or take part in, but I want to know about the ones that you like, eh. Even if I had the money, it's just really not for me. I wouldn't want to, quote, unquote, waste money on that, because I think if you've had to be frugal for a large part of your adult life, you still don't like to just blow money, even though you have a billion dollars. There's something in your head that says, or should say, that can run out, and so I don't want to be Maybe you're not frugal is not the right word with it if you're a billionaire, but you want to be responsible with it. You could lose it all in theory. You could squander away a billion dollars pretty so easily.
1: Basically, if you won the lottery and forgetting about Uncle Sam and all that, and let's just say you take home a billion dollars. Yeah. Like, you're all of a sudden overnight, magically an instant billionaire.
2: Like, what are you not going to do?
1: As a billionaire, what would you still consider wasteful spending?
2: <laughs> yes, that's a great way to sort of put it. So, like, for me, not into fancy cars. Now, I might would have, like, a nice, you know, uh, convertible Bronco sort of souped up one. Like, I think I'd want one, like, nice kind of little thing that I could ride around in. But being, like, the Jay Leno of the world with the massive hangers and all the, like, uh, collecting all of the valuable cars, just because I'd had the money to do it, means nothing to me. Like, I know, like, it would mean really nothing.
1: Yeah, once you get a car collection of a certain size, then you have to start spending money on things other than cars. You got to... You got to get a barn or a shed or a warehouse or something. You got to pay the upkeep on that. You probably got to pay a mechanic to just be on call, unless you are the Uber mechanic like Jay Leno, and you, you start having all these other things add up on that. So I could, I could get behind that. But the very first thing that came to mind when I when I read the question on the Good Things Facebook group was caviar.
2: Yeah, that's expensive. Or especially champagne. like the
1: beluga caviar or whatever the fancy stuff is where you get a a little snuff can and it costs three hundred dollars no thank you no thank you even thank if i even I just hey, that's folding money there you go have it i i'm not against fish eggs either there's the little orange ones the little finding nemo eggs that they put on sushi they're delicious it's not that i'm against fish eggs but you can get a whole tub of those for five bucks right Caviar is expensive for no good reason.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way kind of about jewelry. I know some people go, it's just not my thing. Especially if you watch Super Talk TV much. A lot of you ask me, where are your wedding rings? They don't fit anymore. Two babies. That was a long time ago. (laughs) Jewelry has just never been something that I've been attached to. Now, I have jewelry pieces that have been passed down. And there are certain heirloom things that I I value more than they are worth, even though they are real diamonds. And those mean something to me. But just to be able to walk into Tiffany's, even with a billion dollars, like it would bring me no real joy other than the ego trip that you could do it to like own those kinds of things. Uh, That wouldn't be where I would choose to put my billions, even if I like had the opportunity uh, to sort of do it. Jay from the rest says he wouldn't buy a small island. It's just, you know, so many say, oh, I'd buy a private island. I would want to own it. Eh, you know, if, you, if you're an extrovert, that'd be a terrible way to spend your billion dollars. You would be very lonely out there on your private island. I, I, I agree. I don't know if I'd necessarily want a private island.
1: I it don't. wouldn't be at the top of my investment list as far as properties, but if you had the disposable income, having your own little cabana, with your own private beach, and it actually is a private beach, Man, that I, would be pretty cool. That
2: would be pretty cool. Stephen Brookhaven, wasteful spending as a billionaire, traveling to the moon. You know, I'm gonna back away on that one. I think I wouldn't put my billions trying to get there. I'm not gonna say that if I had a billion and they figured out a one or not a one way. I don't want to wait. <laughs> 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 Too. a round trip that's reasonable like in terms of safety i might would take that up i might i might buy a ticket but no i wouldn't i don't think i would use my cash to that would not bring me joy to to sort of advance even as much as i enjoy space enjoy space i don't think that's where i would do d jones says electronic fancy vehicles huge new home jewelry clothing so d what would you spend would would you spend your money, you know, on? I still want, and I have said this. And I don't know why, and this is no disrespect to anybody. I know if it's in step on toes, but I don't ever want to get above the level of being able to put up my own Christmas decorations because they're personal. Like, we went and intentionally find Christmas ornaments for for every vacation or special milestone or what the kids are into each year. And so pulling out those decorations and putting putting that tree up is a trip down our family's memory lane. Now, I'm not saying I really care about the garland outside or some of the other things, but like I don't want to get to a point where that's that tradition's taken away because the decorations have outgrown their purpose and meaning, which is the connection to our family and, and the things that actually matter the most so but someone could clean my toilets it's <laughs> totally fine <laughs> currently don 't have anybody doing that either, so I might would i'll put up the i'll put up the garland you can take care of the mopping and the and the cleaning if if you so choose. And I would I would tip you well if if I had a billion dollars. Red and Religion said, if I had an enormous sum of money, I would put every dollar I could into buying Chick-fil-A's. <laughs> it's probably not a bad investment. I'm curious. I wonder how many Chick-fil-A's a billion dollars we get you. I don't know what the going rate of a franchise, pay out of pocket a franchise is, but you probably wouldn't get well, as many I mean, as you would leaving- think.
1: Just ballparking it, say it's a million bucks. I don't know if that's high or low. I feel like that'd be a little high for a Chick-fil-A franchise, but just for the ease of math. With a billion dollars, Mm -hmm. and again, not including all the reality of Uncle Sam and fees and all that kind of stuff, but a billion dollars, a million at a time, is a thousand Chick-fil-As.
2: Well, yeah. That's a lot of Chick-fil-A. You wouldn't be able to visit all of those. It'd take you four years to make... Your trips around to each each one of them, but it's still not a bad investment. Aaron and in Meridian, he said he he's going for what he would, and that's all the luxury boxes for all the SEC teams, so he could go to any game. I get that, but like going back to what we were talking about, what I wouldn't like to me now, my husband probably love that. Ah, ah. that's upkeep. That's every year you're gonna have to pay for those,
1: and probably make a donation to the university to stay in line for those.
2: Right, so. I don't- I mean, probably not for me, but that's okay.
1: The luxury boxes, having never been in one in an SEC stadium, but been in a couple, it feels like there was, at one point in time, that was the only way you could enjoy an adult beverage at the game. But now that you can do that just in the stands, I feel like it's lost a little bit of its luster.
2: Agreed. Agreed. I would pay for heated seats in my car. I would splurge just a little bit after the winter we've had. (laughs) What would you not buy if you became a billionaire? What's a fancy thing or luxury that you would still consider wasteful spending even as a billionaire? Let us know. 601-879-4395. Coming up next.
3: Welcome to television's unchallenged authority on wealth, prestige, and success. It's another dazzling Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Meet the stars of show business and big business. Discover how life's winners... Welcome
2: back to Good Things. Don't forget, you can find us over at supertalk.fm. You can also stream us from Supertalk Mississippi's app and your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You're on point with that one, Rhino. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, an old TV show. What, What was the premise of the show?
3: Ah,
1: I can't remember the guy's name. I think they said it in the intro. I dismissed it. But the guy with the very distinct, posh British voice would travel all around the world and get a glimpse into the luxurious lives of celebrities and big business. And basically, it was Cribs before Cribs. I was
2: just going to say, that must have been uh, what sort of inspired MTV Cribs. And I feel like MTV, you wouldn't have HGTV without MTV Cribs.
1: Probably not. (laughs) there's something deep
2: pondering about that right (laughs) but it was like the first show that made homes more i guess to look inside and then you would want and sort of envy and want to do and then it became like this thing then they wanted to be on the show and then all the you know then it's just sort of spirals and sort of skyrockets and then you would also have to say robin
3: leach
1: was his name thank you on the c-spire text line
2: because several of you if you are just tuning in we were talking about the fact that everybody's talking about that the drawing is tonight. Um, I think at like 10 p.m. I like probably 9 p.m. our 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 time for the jackpot for the 1.1 billion. I think that's 568 million cash out. Start. <laughs> it's just you know whatever. But um, you always think about what you would buy. But I want to talk about the things that you still feel like would be wasteful spending, even if you were a billionaire, that's just not worth it. You've lived so long, you know that there's just not value in that. Why why waste it just because you have the money? And several of you have mentioned you might would, like, upgrade your home or get, like, a, a little bit bigger home. But you feel like great big mansions or some of these, like, MTV cribs, celebrity-style, like, uh, complete um, these huge, massive homes. Are well, just that's what wasteful. they don't
1: tell you when, when they're showing you the castle in the islands of Scotland that used to belong to Edward so-and-so. Is That thing's drafty. It was built <laughs> in the 1400s. It doesn't have great insulation.
2: No, you'd spend your entire... Billion dollars, or especially if you got the the million cash, you'd spend a big chunk of that renovating it and putting in sort of modern amenities. But uh, but I think because you had that explosion like MTV cribs, and then you have the HGTVs, and I'm not downing any of the things that they do. I mean, I'm currently building a home, and so I, I love Pinterest right now. But you know, you we all went one way in the pendulum of bigger, better certain styles, all the things. Well, the
1: majority of the time on Cribs. I mean, there right. was Red Man who, uh, his doorbell didn't work. To to ring his doorbell, you had to put the two wires together outside.
2: Appreciate that.
1: And uh, if you've never seen the Red Man episode of Cribs, it is definitely worth the watch because he didn't let money or fame change him at all.
2: But I feel like the pendulum is swinging back down to like more reasonable... Like, we're all, okay, we're, our head's coming out of the clouds just a little bit, recognizing that maybe all the square footage isn't necessarily necessary to, that, that money could be going to sort of other things, that you don't need this massive mansion as sort of a staple. I agree, that would be something that that's just not what I would spend my billions on. Now, like a ranch or like land or something that's like an estate but in a different way, maybe that would be generational passed down kind of, not making more land. So like in sort of that ranch, sort of secluded I would want one set up though. I mean, I wouldn't want to go in and have to like develop it all, but I say that. But um but no, not just in terms of like a bazillion square foot mansion, that would be very overwhelming. A home needs to feel like kind of a home. Several you're also saying like you wouldn't you wouldn't buy into a jet. Like that's just if you had a billion dollars, that's just not on your list of things that you're gonna buy. I agree with that. I feel you can rent them. If you wanna go like if you really want to travel that much why own it just rent one whenever you need to go somewhere a yacht would also be something i wouldn't necessarily need
1: i'd buy a jet over a yacht any day of the week
2: yeah i mean you can get to more places oh yeah and a yacht is very expensive i don't even know if a billion dollars would get you and need you a nice boat all the bass fishermen out there like hey now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> billion dollars, get you good setup. up. <laughs> Little crappie fishing action, get all the gadgets you need. But like when you think about like a huge boat or yacht, and then, you know, what do they say the best two days are when you buy the boat, when you sell the boat? You probably feel the same way about a yacht,
1: I'd assume. I don't know. I think, um, let's see, 180 foot super yacht is a minimum of $4.75 million a year.
2: Your billion's going to go fast.
1: The prices of yachts range from, apparently, according to UnitedYacht.com, anywhere from 300000 for a reasonable yacht, I don't think those two words have a <laughs> to well over $20 million for a yacht.
2: You know another thing that's gotten out of hand? Which, I mean, I guess if it's your money, you get to spend it and... I'm not here to judge you. I'm just judging you because I feel like it's wasteful. That's completely contradicting our conversation today.
1: But that's what people did watching Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Oh, absolutely. They weren't, yes, there were some people watching going, oh, I wish I had that. Oh, that looks great. But there were some people going, why would, How you, would you spend, spend money that on that? that?
2: Right. Because you live in the real world and you recognize that you can live a fine and healthy and, you know, thriving life without millions or billions of dollars would that money influence your life and your lifestyle some yes and you're going to splurge it in the areas that you like but you know you'd hope that you would stay grounded in others and you recognize you don't just because you have a billion doesn't mean you have to live like a a traditional billionaire necessarily or i guess a a poster child for a billionaire uh, would but it's these um rv Uh, I guess they're like compounds now. There's these um, clubs for RV parks or whatever that's like getting out of control in terms of prices. I'm not talking about your good old campers and your RV lifestyle or anything like that. Some of these things are like, you know, almost a million dollars in terms of their setup. And you have to be at like a certain level to get into certain RV parks and sort of like clubs and whatever it may be. You have to pay memberships and all of this. I'm like, it's a house on wheels. I mean, this is a, this is absolutely insane, but it's another sort of status symbol. And if you're a part of that, please forgive me. But most of us <laughs> don't have a million dollar vehicle sitting out in our in our backyard.
1: No, not even close.
2: No, even if you're using it for like the retirement drive around. Now, if that's what you enjoy and that's what you would want to spend your billions on, but I just personally don't think I could do that. I think I would be traveling in other ways to really cool places.
1: From the 662 on the C text line, if it flies or floats, rent it, don't buy it. Yes. Good advice for whoever wins the lottery tonight.
2: I am a billionaire, not in a hurry. Good deep water fishing boat. I'm a billionaire, not in a hurry. That's what Larry and Jackson says. If it flies or it floats. I totally agree with that. Then it breaks down. And you just sort of like rent it. I do think real estate might be with something that you might want to look into again. That's a long sort of term. Investment, but some of the other stuff someone mentioned, um, some of the pedigree fancy dogs, you know, some dogs can get prices can get out of oh, yeah, out of control. So,
1: especially if they've won any awards or if someone in their lineage or line has won any awards.
2: Another person says the extremely expensive purses. So just because you're a billionaire, you're not gonna walk around with a ten thousand dollar purse. I would be so scared. I can't wrap my head around
1: a ten (laughs) thousand (laughs) dollar (laughs) purse.
2: Oh, that's just the starting point for some of them. You have to be on waiting list. You have to have all the things. Oh absolutely.
1: That's more than my first three cars combined in value and you just carrying it around with your lipstick in it.
2: Mm hmm. Holding on to it really tight. Through Target, getting your groceries. (laughs) Oh, again, I'm so sorry if I'm poking fun at you. I mean, it is. It's where you get to spend your your cash is fine, but I couldn't do it. I don't think I... I I would feel guilty. I also
1: would not spend $10,000 on a purse.
2: Really? Or a pair of bridges? (laughs) No. Or super expensive sneakers?
1: No. I mean... Would you be the one that would die with a billion
2: dollars still in the bank? No,
1: I would spend it, but if... Like for sneakers... If I had unlimited funds...
2: Meaning it's which, a billion like coming a in billion every year.
1: dollars or something like that, because that's unlimited. Like, in the way I think of money, a billion dollars would be unlimited. I don't think I could ever run out of that much, unless I just went crazy.
2: Unless you bought $10,000 handbags for every girl well, you took on a first yeah. date.
1: Like Derek Jeter and his gift baskets. Never mind. But <laughs> <laughs> there is a particular set of shoes that I've Googled, and they came out with them again... It was the pair of shoes that I begged my parents in 5th grade, maybe 6th grade. It was middle school. All the kids had to have certain shoes. Nike Air was the thing. And I begged and pleaded with my parents to buy me these Nike Air Maxes where you just said Air in big letters on the side. They are the biggest, ugliest, tackiest shoes in the world, but I had to have them, and I got them wore them for about six months they wore slap out kept wearing them to the end of the year until come around to the next school year and get a new pair of shoes i would probably try to find a box of those just just a pair of those shoes just to have in the closet
2: best one leo and macomb if i win a billion dollars tonight i am not buying any more lottery tickets (laughs) that's a good one all right stick with us we got more good for you up next
1: Where did you go?
0: Where did you come from, Karnataka? Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: good things. Don't forget there's a ton of content from Super Talk Mississippi on our new YouTube channel. Just search Super Talk Mississippi on YouTube. You can also go to supertalk.fm slash YouTube. It is free to subscribe. You'll always get the latest scoop on what's happening in Mississippi news, politics, sports, and the good things. And of course, you will definitely get alerted if someone in Mississippi wins the billion dollars we've had fun today talking about what you wouldn't buy and y'all are catching on to the idea of it. Dallas from Grenada said I would not buy premium gasoline even if I had a billion dollars I'm not putting premium gasoline into my car do some cars though like require it or is it something is that is that a life choice
1: yes and no um If you get into the more frou-frou, higher-end, luxury, and handmade, bespoke cars, you're probably going to want to run premium in those because they're designed to run premium. But they'll run on anything.
2: They'll run on anything.
1: As far as unleaded.
2: You brought up a good sort of question to ponder. Going back in your childhood, was there something like a Christmas present you didn't get or something that was trendy that your parents just either couldn't afford or just out of good conscience wouldn't let you afford it sort of the time that if you got the billion dollars or maybe you've even gone back and um, gotten it yourself now, I don't know, later on, that you would sort of repay your inner child. You were talking about the Air Jordan shoes. Jared said you are in luck. They have remade those shoes. And here you are thinking there. A bazillion dollars yeah, was, some of them can be
1: because uh, sneakerheads go crazy about their shoes but i did a little digging during the break because jared's correct they did come out with those air i think they call them up tempos or air mowers or whatever but i found an original pair from 1996 in my size is
2: it used
1: no brand spanking no. new less than 200 bucks i was thinking they'd be a couple grand a piece
2: yeah you you might if you got some spare cash, you need know, just go and get them for you for yourself. That's not a bad not a bad deal on a piece of your childhood. mine would have been Doc Martens. I had a pair, one and then more than slap sort of out, but I was trying to think, was there anything, and not that I was spoiled I did not get everything I wanted. But Christmas was less and you did get you look forward to those like one specific things, completely different sort of childhood than what our kids kind of have now. But the two things I can remember begging for and not getting due to price, but then also practicality. First was I was a little girl. I wanted a horse so bad because we lived in a row of those that had horses and I felt left out. But we weren't horse people. Our parents didn't know what to do with horse. But I, I made out the case. I tried real hard. And at the end of the day, it was just a, you know, a soft Sort of no, I think with a billion dollars I might would at least buy myself a pony. I don't know if it would be a a horse, but I think I could give my inner child the opportunity to have the pony in the backyard. But I hear that they're they're big upkeep too. If oh, you're not yeah. going to necessarily be horse people, that would be
1: one where you would want to find a ranch and buy a horse. For the ranch, and with the understanding that hey, I can come to the ranch when I want to see my horse, but pay
2: somebody to take care of. Y'all the horse. take care of them. The other was a black Trans Am with t tops. It was in the Ginny Jungle parking lot for all you barn folks that remember that. <laughs> and I wanted to trade in my ninety nine Sunfire, which was black two doors but with the sunroof, for it. And I again, I went with all the reasons why I needed it, all the pros and cons of how I could afford it, all things to Daddy. Daddy even rode down the Genie Junk parking lot, walked the circle with me, all, you know, just completely, and then it was just a soft, no, nah. not happening. Now, I don't know, again, I don't think, looking back, uh, it was a terrible idea. It was a terrible <laughs> choice. <laughs> I mean, I was a parent. It was an awful choice. I couldn't afford it. I didn't make enough to even cover gas and insurance and all things, but... um no, I wouldn't go back and rebuy it. Like I'm not attached to it. I just remember that's something I felt in that moment I really needed and was really saddened that it didn't follow through. But I don't think I'd go back and grant that that wish for myself if I had a billion dollars. Nah. No, nah, I'd let that go. So said, five every sport car I've owned, find every sport car that you've owned and go and rebuy them. I would buy I would not buy anything that would compromise who I am, Jeff in Oxford? I think that's great, but you know, money does change folks. So we're talking from the perspective of, it's probably not going to happen. It's different to say what you will do with it now versus you get the check. Just like you say, "Oh, I would be one that would complain about paying taxes if I won the lottery," until you're the one that has to write out the check. And, sign and it? that
1: check to Uncle Sam's bigger than any amount of money you've ever seen in your life. Right.
2: I mean, granted, yes, you're trying to think positive. Like, I still walk away with $500 million. That's life-changing money. Right now, you don't have that. And you're like, that's great. But now you have a billion dollars in your hands. And you're like, i got to give away what? Give up what? I still say they should just take it out before they ever give it to you. It should just come out automatically. So that way you don't even see it. That's I mean, what they do with your paycheck anyway. It's not like you have to send in your taxes. Well, that's for another story. Conversation never ends over on the good things Facebook group this was fun today I'd love to have you there if you're on the book of faces uh, but stick with this you got more coming up next you got sports talk from three to six but Rhino and I'll meet you back here tomorrow at 2. but until then I hope you all find time for the good things good
1: things for you things for you